Osiris. Hi, I'm Bob Crawford from the Avid Brothers, and the podcast you're listening to is part of the Osiris Network, a global community connecting passionate music fans with podcasts about music, artists, and culture. For more information about all the shows in our network, please visit OsirisPod.com. Osiris. Welcome in to episode 68 of The Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch, alongside... Jeff Kolath. And thanks for joining us as we take our weekly journey through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. Um, Jeff, how are things down in uh, Memphis Way? They're all right. You know, it's the dog days of summer around here, so it's Mm -hmm. never that warm, even when a cool day is, you know, in the 80s, upper 80s. But, uh, yeah, it's been all right. It's been all right. How about you? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, the, uh, the boy started kindergarten, um, uh, last week, which is sort of a big uh, deal around here, around these here parts. Yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, no, so that was exciting. Yeah. So. But- it's a little bit different because he's just going to the same school and, uh, we, we, we forestalled the existential crisis that we will have uh, when we send our child to a large public school where he doesn't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, hold off a year on that one. Probably, probably a good call, but um, <laughs> we, we, us on the other hand, just wanted to be able to like afford to buy food. So with two children, <laughs> with two children, it gets pretty pricey sending them both to, uh, to private yeah. institutions. So, um, Anyway, uh, as we release this episode, it is uh, August 10th, which is the um, 16th anniversary of uh, the passing of Michael Hauser. So um, last year we uh, celebrated his life with a couple of uh, episodes where we um, played some of our favorite uh, Mikey segments, which are some of my favorite episodes we've done as far as the music goes. I don't know how the talking parts were, but the music was fantastic. Um, so definitely go back and check those out if you if you uh, so desire. But um, but this this week we have a um, a different sort of special um, episode, and that is the uh, the second part of our interview. Uh, and conversation with uh, Sam Holt. So if you haven't heard it already, episode 66 is the uh, first half. So if you haven't heard it, go back and check that out because we sort of talk about the the archive release of the Knoxville 95 show that he picked for the band and then um, uh, intro sort of did a little intro into the music that he uh, that we played uh, some of from the summer of 2006 when he was the, uh, uh, essentially the lead guitarist for the band. And so, um, we had intended to make it all sort of one episode, but the conversation went so long that we felt like we needed to probably split it in half. So, um, we're going to start off playing sort of the second part of the music that we introduced two weeks ago. So how about that for a cliffhanger? 
um and then uh we'll sort of uh you know wrap up the rest of our conversation with sam but um like i said definitely check out the the archive release if you haven't either uh, go to live widespread panic.com and buy it or um and these are sort of unsolicited uh um <laughs> uh, sponsorships but definitely go check out you know go go buy it or uh if you get a if you subscribe to the nugs net uh sort of monthly subscription where you get access to lots of different live releases with the dead and company and government mule and umphreys mcgee and pearl jam and widespread um there's all the sort of live i think it's every live show since 2005 a soundboard uh, and then all of the archival releases are available um, for streaming and downloading from that so that app is pretty cool it's sort of monthly subscription type deal but um before we get back into the uh to the conversation with sam and the music um jeff do you do you have anything good this week to uh, share with the people uh, I am going to recommend a place of business, um, and I will start by saying I I love record stores, mm-hmm. and so I hate to play favorites and we're with record stores, but I have a favorite record store right now, and that is the End of All Music in Oxford, Mississippi, mm-hmm. um, which is now on the on the square in downtown Oxford, um, on the northeast side of the square. Um, so if you had to head into town from from Highway Seven, depending on which way you come from. Um, but it's right, of course, a kitty corner from uh, Lafayette County Courthouse, and of course the legendary Square Books on the Square, and Ajax Diner, and all of uh, John Currents' stuff, and of course it's kitty corner on the Square from uh, Lyric, which is a great venue for a show. Um, so. Oxford is a cool little town. So if you're, if you're an old Miss student and you're listening, go to End of All Music. Or if you're just passing through, go to End of All Music. Uh, David, the guy that owns the shop, um, has some really great stuff. And I just spent some time there a few weekends ago and spent altogether way too much money. But I was able to finally knock some things off my list, um, longstanding things on the wish list and so i was pretty happy about that and actually i told him that i wished basically at one point in time i said i told him i said basically at one point in time you have every every record that I, was, was on my list was is in this shop today um with the exception of like two that makes sense so and i actually told him there was a record on the wall that i wish i didn't have just so i could experience buying it again because it was because it because i couldn't justify buying it again for the what he had on it but his prices are super fair. His stuff's really clean and it's got a lot of stuff and he does a lot of really cool uh, partnerships and we've worked with the Southern Poverty Law Center to do a fundraising record for them with Brad by Truckers around that. Um, so that's really cool. Really supportive of local music, really supportive of um, a lot of musicians in and around that part of the world and um, Memphis musicians, blues musicians, um, promotes shows and does some really cool uh, promo stuff too. And uh, obviously it's part of record store day. So he does a lot of great things. So go support him. End of all music in Oxford, Mississippi, and you can find them on the internets of course too. Nice. So uh, I have to ask you this. I feel like you've said this before is, is kitty corner. Is that a, a regional dialect bastardization that's uh, unique to Wisconsin or have you ever, Catty corner versus kitty corner. Well, so 
I was just wondering, like, you know, so I just, I, I pulled up the Google machine and apparently the, the, the uh, source or the, you know, the original um, is, is from the Latin cator or the French cotre, which is four. And so you have four corners, right? So that makes sense. So it's like cot, cotter cornered is actually what the North American word, C-A-T-E-R, cater, cater, you know, so cater cornered. And I guess cater cornered turned into caddy cornered. That's what we always used to say was caddy corner. And so then I guess you, uh, you cheese heads turn caddy corner into kitty corner for some reason. So for some reason, um, <laughs> is this the great soda versus pop versus Coke, uh, thing where you know, in the South, everything is Coke regardless of color. Clearly. But, yeah. That's how it works. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just always said kitty corner. I've never said, I don't think I've ever said caddy corner. It's interesting. At least, at least not, you know, in the normal flow of conversation. So what you people call it pop too, is that right? Uh, well, yeah. Cause if you say soda up North, it comes out soda and then you sound super Midwestern. Okay. Uh, but I think people in Minnesota oftentimes say soda, but I said pop. Pop. And then uh, what about like athletic shoes? <laughs> Cleats? No, I mean like that you would wear, you know, walk, you know, taking a walk, a stroll around the neighborhood, like lace up, you know, athletic shoes. Sneakers? Sneakers? Yeah. Okay. Why? What do you think? We call them tennis shoes. Oh yeah, tennis shoes. Yeah, it's it's progressed. I think I always used to say tennis shoes probably growing up because that's what I think my parents said. Um, my favorite uh, thing is my grandmother always used to call the couch a Davenport. <laughs> wow! She's the only person I've ever known that's called it a Davenport. When I had to look it up one time, and it's like a particular brand right. of a. Of a yeah. But I just love love that. It's one of the things I always remember about her. How she always called her couch a Davenport. Did Davenport make really nice like fainting couches? I, I would have I to think know. that they would. I don't know. I'm going to have to look up this uh, the Google machine. Alright. Well, enough digression. Um, a series of sofas made by a Massachusetts furniture company. Hmm. A.H. Davenport and Company. Due to the popularity of the furniture at the time, the name Davenport became a genericized trademark. So it's like Xerox. Or clean, yeah, clean. Kleenex. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's your pick for the week, Harvey, as we've digressed? Um, well, uh, my pick is the most recent album from Hiskold Messenger, uh, which actually came out in 2017. It is called Hallelujah Anyhow. And um, Hiss is a is a band is really, I mean, it's mostly just a vehicle for MC Taylor. And, um, it's one that I've like heard a little bit here and there. And then like somebody mentioned it to me six months ago and I like sort of dug down into it a little bit. And, um, it's really good. That album is fantastic. And then, um, that was a, a main reason why I went and saw them open up for Jason Isbell a couple of weeks ago in Cincinnati. And, um, uh, really enjoy the opening set. It was fantastic. So uh, I highly recommend if you've never checked out uh, His Gold Messenger. That's H I S S, and uh, their most recent most recent album, which is about a year ago, um, Hallelujah Anyhow. And um, there's also uh, 
what's his name? Phil Cook uh, was playing guitar with him. I don't know if you're familiar with Phil Cook. He's got a, a solo mm-hmm. career too, and uh, who I'm a fan of. What's that? Yeah, from up my way. Yeah, yeah, he is right. Um, there's actually a great interview uh, with him on the Broke Down podcast that Jonathan Hart did, um, a fellow Osiris uh, podcast. I think maybe four weeks ago uh, that that Phil talked about sort of the influence of the Grateful Dead in um, in his like youth and and continued with his music. And, uh, so it was a great interview that he had. So definitely check that out. But, um, so anyway, um, that was sort of full circle there. All right. So, uh, we'll continue this week with, uh, the second half of our conversation, um, with Sam Holt and we sort of calling an audible on this because we originally planned to just do the one episode, but, uh, but we had so much good stuff that we just kept talking i felt terrible for keeping sam so long but i was just like i have more questions i'm not done um and and he reached out and was like you know let's do uh he said he wanted to do another episode where we talked about some of the shows that he taped so um oh nice yeah and uh and i sort of sam's pick at some point too because he gave us a couple of really good yeah no that was the other thing is like as i was listening to the interview i like i had a list it was like 20 shows that he said that he threw he'd thrown out uh so uh, you know good number of them the ones that he taped but then a lot of stuff from when he was on the crew that i think we always should do uh a sam's picks um because some of that some of the shows i had never really even heard so i look forward to checking those out but um Anyway, so uh, where what we'll do this week is we'll pick up um, halfway through sort of the musical selection from summer, the end of summer two thousand six that he had um, where Sam was playing, and then uh, we'll sort of come back from that with our uh, with our uh, inversation. Is that did I just create a new word? (laughs) It was an inversation, and uh, so when we get back to that part, we'll actually, you know, we'll be referencing all the music that we played, but really, obviously you're only going to hear a couple segments this week, but, um, then we've got some cool stuff that Sam played, uh, with his solo projects, uh, after that. So, um, but first things first, we'll get to the music. Um, we're going to play, uh, two more segments. Like I said, uh, we'll start off with, uh, the, encore from uh august 5th 2006 and that was at the um harbor center in portsmouth virginia and uh it was the first of two songs for the encore and then uh, after that five days later at uh, blossom music center in cuyahoga falls ohio um, which coincidentally also august 10th so it was the fourth anniversary of uh, the passing of Mike Hauser, uh, and uh, this was the segment that we that we play is from the second set, and um, some cool tips of the hat to Mikey in that in that uh, segment. So that's the music we got uh, to start off, and then we'll come back and have some more uh, conversation with Sam Holt. Um, definitely don't forget that uh, Sam's going to be playing down in Nashville. Um, as this episode releases about three weeks from now. So the end of August, uh, over Labor Day weekend, when widespread panic will be in Nashville, Sam will be there as well. He's playing two after shows at the exit in on Friday night and Saturday night. So definitely go check those out. Um, but 
first, here is some music from August 2006. That, that was a wee bit of fun right there. Everyone's trying to get to the bar. The name of the bar. Oh, the bar is called Heaven. In Heaven, the band plays our favorite songs. They play one more time. They play it all night long. Heaven, Heaven is a place. Place where nothing 
waters come and they take your dreams away but tomorrow or the next day i'm on my way Panic from the summer of 2006 with Sam Holt on guitar. Started off August 2nd on Palace Theater in Louisville, Kentucky. The set closer or the show closer from that night, Postcard. Move on to August 5th, 2006 in Portsmouth, Virginia at the Harbor Center, Heaven. And then move ahead to Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, August 10th at the Blossom Music Center. Um, a really great great show that night and played a really great uh, great piece from the second set traveling man into traveler's rest into vacation into can't change the past 
And then the last selection from the third night of a three-night run at the Chicago Theater in Chicago, Illinois, Tennessee Before Daylight into Chilly Water. And I guess, you know, Sam, one of the things I wanted to ask you was, you know, you talked in the previous segment about how you got to make the set lists um, for the shows, you know, with obviously with some of the other band members' input during this run. But talk about getting some of your songs or some outformation songs into, you know, interspersed throughout these sets during those, these last few shows. Okay. Um, well, the Tennessee Before Daylight, that I've been trying to get that in there a couple times, and I was kind of hesitant to put it in there because we didn't really like rehearse it. We just kind of just played it for him in the rehearsal room a little bit. So, and uh, but I, I had it written out on the side of the set lists, set list for the third night of Chicago, and JB looked at it and goes, "Well, are you going to put that in there?" And I was like, yeah, I, I just don't know where to put it. And he goes, well, if it was me, I'd put it in between Wrangler and Chili. And I was like, well, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and uh, I, I wish I'd have just done it sooner, like a few nights before, then we could have maybe had another shot at it. It's not bad. It's just been cool to see what happened, another another pass at it. Um, the Traveler's Rest, um, which is a oh yeah, an outformation instrumental, right? And uh, it really like plays well with traveling man i thought cool. uh, um traveler's rest is um so that's a song that like jojo and and outformation the band i used to play in uh we co-wrote that together he had a lot of it and then we kind of added some lyrics and another part mm-hmm. but that ended so what's on that recording that you just played uh it's just basically the main theme and right. uh, that actually ended up becoming a whole song with lyrics and uh the name of our second album which is traveler's rest so if you wanted to hear what that became, you could check that out. Um, and then the Can't Change the Past, that was one of Mike's, Mike Hauser's songs that was on the Sandbox record. And I had I had heard him play that a few times around Athens with, with the barbecue guys, which is Todd's band. Todd's band. And uh, so it being the anniversary of Mike's passing, I mean, we wanted to play a bunch of his songs and I, and I wanted to that was one I wanted to get in there yeah that was a cool cool run because I guess uh, Traveling Man was pretty much the last song I guess that he was involved in the writing of right um, and then yeah, Vacation is a super early one and then Can't Change the Past that was yeah. a nice run um, good good, uh, good setless creation there Sam thanks um, that was JB JB and I wrote that one like I said that was really fun I was going to tell you something um about traveling man i think mike is credited as the sole writer on that um Mm -hmm. and in the original lyrics he said i want to keep my ass on the road and jb sings i want to keep my eyes on the road just (laughs) so you guys know that that's good um so you mentioned the sandbox album were did you get to be involved at all in in that recording or did you help out mikey i mean what was that process like for mike I did not. Um, he, I went to on like days off a couple times. He had played me some of that stuff, uh, like just he had his little setup in the hotel room with his computer and his recording rig and stuff. And uh, he played me a couple things. And uh, I remember even going, "Oh man, if, you know that's really cool." But um, I think I didn't have anything to do with that. But I think he just literally gave his machine hard drives to John Keane and John Keane produced that and 
that is, I, I think he did such a great job. I, yeah. I told him many times that I think that's the best thing he's ever done. When when was when did Mikey record that stuff? Do you know? I I know that like fall of '01, he was working on it, and he, that's when he played me stuff from it. Um, so I would guess maybe the years leading up to that. I I know. I know that that country sex song was around as early as 1990 because mm-hmm. they played it like a JB and friends. Um, I assume a couple of those tunes that maybe he wrote after he knew he was sick. Uh, although I, I'm not completely sure on that. Yeah. I mean, it sort of seems, it doesn't, it seems like totally out of character for him to record a solo album, except if you take into account that, you know, he's got a terminal illness, you know, yeah. like I wouldn't have thought that he would have otherwise re- released a solo record except that he had these songs and he wanted to get them down. Yeah. Um, it's possible. And I assume the same with the door harp stuff. I mean, that was similar time period. I, th- I think so. I'm not as familiar with the door harp, uh, sessions and so forth as, as the other one. I, I think, I mean, you kind of hit it with travelers rest. It fits in really well with, with the set list, I mean, I think it it, it actually kind of reminds me of is the, the the theme just reminds me of one of those and how you're playing, Sam. Just one of those Hauser interstitials between between other things um, parts. Yeah. Just, just like a perfect mood setter, you know, and just sort of a change of pace, and it flows so well into vacation. Um, and then the Tennessee before daylight into Chile is great. That whole show, that second set from the third night of Chicago is pretty fantastic with the, uh, um, pretty big driving sandwich there. Um, you know, one of the, and I was thinking, you know, again, I don't want to dwell on the whole set list writing thing, but that's like the dream of every taper, right. To get to write the set list for the band. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty it's, lucky. I'm pretty fortunate. <laughs> um, so I got you know I think we, we moving on we want to talk about some of the things that you did after um, you left le- left the panic orbit and in in op formation and Sam Holt band and sort of what you're up to now so Harvey why don't you take over on that one? Sure yeah I mean I guess um, I mean it seemed like you know you you had some success with the out formation thing and. Um, a lot of really good songs I think came out of that. Right. And, um, but I guess, you know, what, what is the, what is the last, uh, 10 years or 11 years been like for you musically? Um, well, um, so after I left panic, you know, out formation, the band I was in, we went full time. We'd already made, uh, an album with Jojo producing, and then we ended up making another one after that um, called Traveler's Rest. And we I ended up recording a third one as well called Fast Burn. And we hit it really hard from, because I was doing that, um, you know, we were really started out formation starting like 2002, really not by design, but just kind of the way things fell in place. Almost like right after Mike passed away, I reconnected with some with a friend of mine from that I went to high school with, or we knew each other in high school and, and another guy in Atlanta. And, uh, so I was, that was kind of ramping up the whole time I was with panic and it just kept building and building. And then when I quit working for panic, we started like 
we were almost touring full time by 2006. I would end, end a panic tour and then immediately go out on affirmation tour. Um, so we we toured really hard up until 2010, and then I ended. We kind of went our separate ways, and yeah, I ended up moving to Colorado uh, to be with my now wife Andrea, and I started the Sam Holt band out there with some really good musicians. It was Spanky McClure on bass, Adam Stern on guitar, and Andy Clapp on drums. Also played with the Dirty Birds, who were those guys, plus uh, Tori Pater and Eric Martinez. And uh, so we, I toured a lot around Colorado with the Sam Holt Band and the Dirty Birds. The Sam Holt Band and the Dirty Birds both did a few trips down south through Texas a couple times. And then in 2014, uh, moved to Athens, Georgia. I'd actually never lived in Athens. I'd always lived in Atlanta. And I worked for Panic and just come over to Athens as needed. We were on the road. But, um, and so, yeah, I had met a keyboard player while I was playing some shows in Denver. He's played with the band Truth and Salvage. And, uh, his name is Adam Grace. And he lives in Tupelo, Mississippi, and he said, hey man, if you're moving back to the South, I know a bass player and a drummer that would be perfect for what you're doing, and I'll play keys, and so he hooked me up with these other guys, which was Jeremy on drums, Sparkle on bass, Adam keys, and then that's the Sam Holt band now, and... So like you mentioned, you you got... Are you doing two shows in Nashville over yes. Labor Day weekend? Okay. Yes, two shows. Um, and folks can get tickets for that if they're if they're into it. Yeah, there's you can go to uh, samholtband.com or you could go to the Exit In website. There's actually if you go to their uh, if you buy both nights, I think you get a discount. So, and I mean it's post shows, but I mean I'm pretty old, so is, do I really have to wait until the show ends before you start? I mean that's like that's really late for old people. I Sam. know, man. I believe me, I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, unfortunately. But, but the idea the idea is that you can go to the panic show and then you get to the exit in and just enough time for the show to start. Yeah, I mean, we probably okay. won't start till people start showing up. So yeah. I bet we don't start till I heard the curfew at uh, the Sand Amphitheater's 11, so we'll probably start after a little after that. But yes, that's mm-hmm. late. I know it. <laughs> um. Okay, cool. So you shared with us a show from uh, from the Orange Peel in Asheville, which is an awesome venue, um, from October 30th of 2015 for the same whole band that's on Nugs Net that's free if anybody wants it. Um, and were you guys opening up for somebody? No, that was also an after show. Panic was playing the Asheville okay. Civic uh, Center. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, so you picked out some stuff from that show that, that we're going to play. And, um, well, you picked out one song and then I picked out some more, um, because I really dug some of the stuff you did later in that set. So, um, we're going to play, uh, 90, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that is, uh, that song is, was written about Mike, Mike Hauser. Um, that's maybe the first song that Outformation wrote. We, I had some lyrics 
and some chord changes and uh, our drummer Lee Schwartz and our bass player Grady Upchurch and I who are also really love big Panic fans, big Mike Hauser fans uh, we wrote we co-wrote that song and it's definitely it's about Mike and our experiences and uh, it's our you know, it's a way to remember him yeah uh, and then um and then a couple songs later we pick up uh, a little a four song run there so um let's get back to the music and uh and then we'll come back and, and put a bow on this um we're talking to sam holt here and um you're gonna hear october 30th 2015 from the orange peel in Asheville, north carolina the sam holt band
But the wind only blows when it wants to And I was never aware That there was something in there That we weren't gonna get to
thanks, thanks y'all for coming. What a great time, man. Thank y'all very much. It's such a pleasure to play this music for you guys, and it feels good. So we're gonna think we got time for a couple more. So please tip your bartenders. I know they're working hard, and y'all have a great fucking weekend.
October 30th, 2015, in Asheville, North Carolina, the Sam Holt Band, uh, you heard 90, and then uh, Galleon and To Raise the Roof, uh, Smoke and Burn, and Jeff's favorite song, Don't Tell the Band. Um, this is really good stuff, though, Sam. Um, I appreciate you sharing it. I hadn't heard it before, and um, I, I thought the, uh, the Galleon was really nice and then the raise the roof was awesome it was like nine or ten minutes it was just some really cool exploration um with that theme which is um not something that they watch or panic i don't think it ever done <laughs> um yeah those that was a really good night for us and uh, i'm glad there, there's a good recording of it and it is free on nugs if anyone wants to go download it it's mp3s but you know um and the guys i play with Jeremy and, and uh, Ross and Adam, man, they're so good, so easy to play with, and so much fun. I, I think you can probably hear that if you listen listen to those tunes. Yeah, and um, it was cool to hear, you know, Smoke and Burn and Don't Tell the Band. I think, you know, I think in some ways you sort of um, brought uh, a breath of fresh air to those tunes. You know, not, nothing against them, but um, I think sometimes they were a little rote when the band played them. So I thought they had a little more pep in their step okay. when you played them. So All right. um, anyway, um, so, uh, so yeah, so t- t- sort of run down. You've got, we got two nights in Nashville at the exit in on, is it Friday and Saturday, right? It is Friday and Saturday. Um, so everybody check that out if they're down there. Um, and then you said, uh, that like, is it like Todd Nansen friends? Is that what, is that what they're doing? There is. Okay. And There's Todd Nansen friends, uh, run in August. And I know they're doing a show in Ash in Asheville, North Carolina on, uh, August 10th. The, the anniversary of mike's passing and i I don't think i'll be there unfortunately i have prior engagements that weekend but um if you're there and you should go check it out because it'll probably be really cool yeah and they're doing a handful of shows right in the south they are yeah they're doing a couple weeks worth i believe um so that's todd and danny and uh john neff john neff john mills i believe eric martinez will be with them as well cool Nice. So, um, awesome. Well, Sam, 
so appreciate you taking the time um, to chat with us. And, uh, you know, as you could tell, we had lots of questions because we had you're the first person who's ever, you know, been on the stage with the band that we've ever talked to. So that was very exciting for us. <laughs> well, it's been my pleasure, man. I love yeah, loved it. But you don't you don't have a whole lot of opportunity to like nerd out about early and mid nineties panic these days, I'm guessing. <laughs> no. The I, I do like listen to cassettes in my car though from like, you know, that ninety three fall tour where there's all those soundboards. That I still listen to that stuff. Um well let me know if you ever run in run across my first show, which is uh, uh New Orleans July eighteenth, ninety three. Is uh there was a, I have a cassette of it. It's like a third generation, but I've never come across a digital version. So, it's not on Panic Stream. No, no, it's not out there. That's a horde. That's a horde, right? Yeah. And I know that somewhere. I somebody. I know somebody's got that. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'll, it exists because I have it. You know, like I have a tape. So somebody has it somewhere. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, you can save that up for my birthday. So. Okay, man. <laughs> I'll I'll keep an ear out. All right. Cool. Well. um Again, appreciate your time. Jeff, you got anything else? No, I just want to thank Sam for yeah. spending time with us. And, and like I said, it's it's a pleasure to speak with you and hear some of these great stories and hope everybody at home enjoyed it. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks, Sam. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, guys. All right. Many thanks to Sam Holt for joining us uh, for this episode and the episode a couple weeks ago. Uh, took some time out of his busy schedule to sit with us and uh, – sit with us like we were in person but of course via via the internet um to chat with us about his time following the band as a fan and a taper and as a talk about joining the band as guitar tech and then of course being in the band for a couple weeks and then what he's been doing since he left the widespread panic circle um and uh, just interesting conversations all around so i'm sure he's got many more stories and as harvey noted in the intro it sounds like sam wants to come back and share some stories from the front, so to speak, uh, talking about um, when he was taping, especially in those early days, those stories I think will just be fascinating. Um, trying to tape a bunch of pan, trying to tape widespread panic in the bars that they used to play in um, college towns and some of those rougher, rougher, rougher spots. So look forward to having him come back. And, um, and again, just some, some great music and some stuff that I hadn't spent a lot of time with and appreciate him. Uh, sharing some stories about especially that really that two week period in 2006 where you got to be the lead guitarist. Yeah, no, it's cool. And it's, it's easy to sort of forget about that time, you know, cause it was sort of a lot of things going on then and lots of change. And, um, but there's some, there's some really neat stuff that was going on right then. So cool to revisit it. It had been a while since I had checked that stuff out. So, um, but definitely appreciate Sam's time and, um, urge you guys if you're in nashville for the shows uh in a few weeks uh to to try to get out to the exit in afterwards and, and help support uh, sam and those guys playing um uh late night shows there so um it should be fun but um anyway definitely thanks for uh for joining us and um don't hesitate to to reach out we love hearing from uh from you folks and uh whatever your method of um, communication where we try to be there. So if it's Twitter we're there on Facebook or email or just, you know, bluestape.com, you can sort of jump anywhere from there. And um, we appreciate the continued support. Um, If you feel like helping support the production of the, of the podcast, we appreciate that. 
Um, we appreciate the folks that have donated in the past and, um, you know, you help keep the lights on around here. And, uh, so if you go to bluestape.com, sort of a row of icons there, uh, there's one with a dollar sign on it. Just click that. And that takes you through the donation process. And, um, we don't, uh, we don't make any money on these things. We're just trying to, uh, to help, you know, foot the bill. So we appreciate any support you folks out there can provide. And, um, yeah. So, uh, in the meantime, hope everybody has a great, uh, end of your summer and, uh, look forward to seeing folks, uh, down in Nashville in a few weeks. I'm starting to get excited, Jeff. I was, you know, it's, I'm, I was refreshed, uh, perspective now that, you know, you've given it the seal of approval. It's going to change your life, Harvey. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I am, I am definitely looking forward to yeah. seeing, I was Harvey, trying to f- go ahead. Well, I was trying to think of the last time that I saw them. I was originally thinking it was 2006, which is crazy. Um, but I do I do think I actually saw them at the Palace in 2013. Uh, or no, it was 2011. They played, it was like uh, April, yeah, April Fool's, 4 on 11. So it's been, I mean, seven years. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, so. And everybody should try to find Harvey at the show because he'll have some fr- fresh, brand new bluest tape stickers. Heck yeah, people! So um, that will be that 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 he will have painstakingly cut himself to to to, to give me <laughs> to give up to the table. <laughs> yeah. So, and I take beers too. If you don't feel like donating cash, I'll take beers. If you see me there, I'm I'm not I'm not a bash. So. Um, all right. Thanks everybody for joining. Thanks Sam Holt for your time. And, um, we'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks Jeff. Thanks Harvey. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. What does that mean? Osiris is a community of great music and culture podcasts. If you like this one, go check out others at osirispod.com and get in the loop. Osiris is partnered with relics magazine at relics.com.
Thank you.